Niata. Hello. My name is Alison. I pastor a little church in southwestern Victoria called Sanctuary, and I acknowledge the people of the Eastern Ma Nation who've been sharing stories and keeping culture here since time immemorial. And I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Are you afraid of God's judgment? In today's story, Jesus says he will send some people into eternal fire and punishment and others into eternal life. And so this story has often been used to create fear. Fear of being rejected by God. Fear of never-ending punishment. Fear of a fiery hell. But I'm here to unpack Jesus' teaching because this interpretation is highly problematic it individualizes the story about groups, it assumes a Greco-Roman and not Jewish worldview, and it's inconsistent with the infinitely loving and forgiving God we meet in Jesus Christ, the one who tells us again and again not to be afraid. So still your anxious heart as we look at who or what is being judged and when the judgment falls, for we'll find a different reading which takes away fear and beckons us into life. To the first question then, who or what is being judged? In most English translations, we hear that Jesus is judging people. Because we live in a highly atomized culture, we hear this as individuals. But when we go back to the Greek, we find that Jesus is talking about the ethne. It's a plural of ethnos, which can be translated as nation. And it can also refer to any group of people who share a common culture and tradition. So Jesus isn't talking about the judgment of individuals. Instead, he's talking about people groups, nations for the most part, but also cities and towns, schools, sports clubs, even churches. That is, any people group with a shared culture and tradition. Does a people group value wealth, power and insider status? Does it tolerate, even encourage, violence? Does it ignore, oppress or exploit its most vulnerable members? Does it enforce strong group boundaries? Does it scapegoat people and blame others for its troubles? Does it alienate or reject Jesus' little ones, women, LGBTI plus people, people with autism or others? If the answer to questions like these is yes, then that people group, that ethnos, will face the fire. At one extreme, it may face the blazing fires of riots or mass shootings or police violence. More moderately, it may know a series of scandals, feuds and splits, or it may simply erupt in violent arguments about the colour of the new church carpet. One way or another, the consequences of its culture and tradition will be devastating. Another people group, another ethnos, might have a different culture, a culture shaped by Christ. This ethnos would value non-violence and compassion. It would serve its most vulnerable members. It would reach beyond its porous and ever-expanding boundaries to other people in need of what it can offer. It would feed the hungry, visit the sick, care for the prisoner and welcome the stranger. And it would seek to love every person who comes into its orbit as one of its own. 
Such an ethnos would also face consequences, including quite possibly persecution by the wider culture. But it would inherit the kingdom, says Jesus. That is, it would inherit a compassionate community and life in abundance, a culture of love. It would be a place where every person can flourish and there is enough life for all. This brings me to the second question. When does judgment happen? Some of us have been taught that we will be judged after death and rewarded with everlasting life or punished with everlasting fire. But this is a Greek way of thinking, not a Jewish way of thinking, and Jesus was Jewish. And the Jewish concept of eternal life is not about living forever, but about living in God's age. The word often translated as eternal just means era or age, a long period. So when Jesus talks about eternal life, he's not talking about immortality. Instead, he's talking about living deeply and authentically in this life now. Eternal life or life in God's new age is all about fullness and flourishing, integration, interdependence. It's about embodying compassion and justice and self-giving love. It's about being knit into a wider body where we are known and cherished. This is a life healed and made whole. On the other hand, the fiery era or the era of punishment is not about torture in some afterlife. Instead, it's describing the way we shrivel up when we reject life and disrupt shalom and defy God at every step. And it's about the meltdown which happens when too many people in an ethnos choose this way of death. We can see this happening all around us. Jesus says that when the new human comes, he will sit on the throne of his glory and sort the people groups. And then just a few days later, he tells the high priest Caiaphas that from now on, you will see the new human seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Mark those words, from now on. It means the new human is already arriving and judgment is already happening and all we need to do is look at the news to see how true this is. What happens when a nation extols violence, corrupts justice, mocks the poor? What happens when it incarcerates people at horrifying rates and privatises medical care, undermines epidemiologists and leaves the sick to die alone? Answer. It burns up. Fear is a constant companion. Justice is perverted. Truth flees the land. Manufactured outrage flares up everywhere and ordinary people buy assault rifles. There are riots in the streets, wildfires in the hills and narcotics in the blood to blot the pain away. Conversely, what happens when a nation seeks justice, feeds the hungry, tends to the sick, welcomes a stranger, visits a prisoner and ensures that no one is imprisoned unjustly. 
cancer. It flourishes. People go for evening strolls. Elders sit on park benches and watch the children play. The air is filled with music and laughter. The land is fertile and the rivers teem with life. That's the prophetic vision of Shalom. And it's all very nice. But what does this all mean for us? Well, sanctuary is an ethnos, a people group united by our shared commitment to Jesus Christ and his culture. This commitment is why, one way or another, many of us work for system change. We seek justice for vulnerable people. We educate others about autism and LGBTI plus issues and domestic abuse. We work for and support development agencies. We ask our employers to use ethical super. We unpick violent theologies and point to Jesus' way. And we do all these things knowing that the forces of the wider ethnos are ranged against us and within us. We do this because this work is incredibly important. Even so, our most powerful witness will always be in how we embody Christ's ethnos together. We can seek justice until the cows come home, but it's just as important to eat together and to invite strangers to the table. We need to go beyond charity and into relationship, beyond activism, beyond professionalism and into love. We are called to be a loving and interconnected group of people with Christ our head and King. For when Christ unites us and shapes us and fills us with his spirit, justice cannot help but flow. The vulnerable will be cared for. Strangers will be made welcome. The sick will know healing and prisoners will lose their chains. Together we will experience full and flourishing life, God's life in abundance. And because we are animated by the King himself, we have nothing, absolutely nothing to fear. So let us allow Christ to keep forming us into his ethnos. Let us be known as citizens of the kingdom, a sign of God's new age. And let us keep embodying God's new creation, that joyful reality in which Christ's love and compassion and shalom flow through everyone. And so go now and, as you have been fed, go and feed others. As you have been received, go and welcome others. As you have been healed, go and care for others. As you have been set free, go and liberate others. As you have heard good news, go and tell others. And may God's blessings pour through you and bless others as you go in peace to love and serve our King, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, that's it for today, but there's always more to read on our website. That's sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, 
you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you another time.